a very good day to you. My name is Apostle Timmy Evans, the Senior Pastor of Grace Grand Christian Center, Accra, Ghana. You have come to the hub of spiritual upliftment, where your spirit and your soul will be lifted with undiluted word of God and spirit-filled worship. Continue to listen to enjoy today's episode. thank you this morning for yet another beautiful day you have brought us into this is the day you have made we will rejoice and be glad in it in the mighty name of jesus thank you for your holy spirit and thank you for your grace that you have made so manifold over our life we return all the glory back unto you and lord we ask you to pour out your grace more of your favor more of your blessing upon us today even as we walk through this day in the mighty name of jesus christ there is no impossibility with you lord manifest yourself and make the impossible possible in our lives today in jesus name today is the fourth day of the month of august this month is going gradually and before i continue i want to encourage you to continue to hold the fire and continue to stand strong in this work of faith all that god has promised you he will fulfill there shall be no delay in your life there shall be no delay in any area of your life it is my prayer that the grace of god will be made manifold in your life in the name of jesus christ in jesus name we have prayed lift up your voice and begin to declare with me this morning pray that the mighty hands of god will frustrate the hidden agenda of the enemy in your life say lord i invite you into my life this day i ask you to be my present help in time of my need lift up your voice and pray say lord i invite you into my life today be my present help in time of my need be my present help in time of my need in the name of jesus say by the power in the name of jesus every timetable of satan against my divine favor shall be roasted by fire in the name of jesus the timetable of the enemy against my breakthrough against my favor let it be roasted by the fire of the holy spirit in the mighty name of jesus say declare declare that by divine intervention my season of singing and dancing have come in the name of jesus by divine intervention i am in my season of singing and dancing there is only one thing that will make you dance it's when your testimony appears say i am in that season in the name of jesus by appointed time of god to intervene in my situation has come my appointed time of god to intervene in my situation has come in the mighty name of jesus christ say by divine intervention my season of celebration has appeared in the mighty name of jesus declare say my father let your divine intervention in my life change my story for good let your divine intervention in my life change my story for good in the name of jesus say oh lord arise by your signs and wonders and visit my life 
O God, arise by your signs and wonders and visit my life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Say, Holy Spirit, I don't want to die poor. I am tired of managing. Arise and intervene in my situation. Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life. I pray that you will fight for me and give me outstanding victories on every side. Lastly, say, Oh Lord, by your divine intervention, I walk into my breakthrough in this month of August. In the name of Jesus, I walk into my breakthrough in this month of August. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. It is my prayer that God will open heavens over your life and frustrate every hidden agenda of the enemy in your destiny. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name we have prayed. This week we began talking about dealing with the emotion of betrayal. And I want you to listen to the episode Monday. Tuesday episode and the yesterday which is Wednesday episode to have a clear understanding of what we've been discussing so far. It is my prayer that in any area of your life that you felt disappointed or that someone has failed you, God is going to fill your heart with joy. God is going to fill your soul with peace in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. My message is targeted at specific people which I believe that God has sent me to and I pray that you are not missing out from that the blessing of this message in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We have examined what bind relationship together, one of which is trust, one of which is trust, expectations, ability to fulfill the needs of the person you you said you love. We have examined that. And yesterday we talked about the importance of releasing forgiveness. The importance of releasing forgiveness to those who offend us, to those who offended us. Today we are looking at the importance of analyzing the situation, improve on ourselves, analyzing the situation and improving on ourselves. When we are talking about betrayal, we are talking about disappointment. It is not something that we, it is not a burden that we put on ourselves. Somebody actually did that to us. So after you have grieved, the situation and you have sort of experienced the pain and you have dealt with the pain the next thing is forgiveness you have to go to a place of forgiveness and after that there is need for you to go on a personal retreat that personal retreat could be something you do in a day that personal retreat could be something you do over a period of weeks and it could be something you do over a period of years depending on how you are able to manage your emotions there is no time frame for dealing with issues some people deal 
some people dealt with the issue that was bothering them for five years some have the capacity to deal with their situation in one day because they have very strong personalities and some find themselves dealing with their situation within the space of days some weeks some months some use years to deal with their situation we all have different emotional strength some people who are who are able to deal with their issue within days had help from professionals had genuine help from their pastors who was there for them guiding them to be able to navigate through the pain of whatever happened to them i want to share with you the story of a young lady whose fans disappointed her broke up with her at the airport he's been away for years and this time he actually came down to marry a different person but he made it believe that he was coming for the young lady even the lady had prepared a family thinking that oh my guy is coming to pay my dowry and take me along with him so he broke up with her at the airport the lady nearly ran mad it was very difficult for her to deal with it took her years the help of prayers the help of pastors therapies and all that she eventually later got married to a pastor and then she's happily married and she's living with her family over many years now so everybody moved on with their life so it depends on the kind of emotional strength and emotional intelligence we have there's something we call emotional intelligence one of which is the ability to be able to manage situations ability to be able to analyze things and help yourself to quickly move away from your pain you see the bible is full of a lot of strategies of dealing with pain the bible is filled with them every pastor must strive to be a therapist because the major work of a pastor is not casting out demons as a shepherd the major work of a shepherd is nurturing nurturing the soul of people an evangelist could go to the feed do the shouting come out demons come out healing deliverance make you come to the altar for the altar call confess Christ as your personal lord and savior he hands you over to a shepherd he has gone to another place to go and do another shout and win more souls a prophet comes talks about what God told him to tell the church he said thus said the lord there was a bird flying over us and the bird was dropping a lot of goodies I saw a fire in the house and the fire was resting on people. Oh, I saw a demon moving around in your compound. I have dealt with a demon. That is what prophets do. They tell you prophecies. That's why we have so many churches today who are prophetic churches that they don't nurture. They only prophesy because that is what they are called to do. 
the whole service is full of prophecy. There is need for balance. A prophet must also have a counselor in his church that will do all the professional jobs. Funny enough, majority of the Christian counselors we have today, majority of them are very, very judgmental. So if you go to talk to them about how you messed up, how you committed sin, how you get angry, how you have unforgiveness, their first line of statement is judgment. Say, how can you hold somebody in your heart for years? Are you not born again? That is not how to nurture people. The pastor who knows his job, who is well read, who studies, and who specializes, who spent time to improve himself in the ministry that God has called him to, we teach people how to nurture themselves and we nurture the sheep. So, somebody asked me, Oh, you are called to be a man of God. Why are you dabbling into all this psychology, psychology stuff? Can't you just focus on the Bible? So I told him, sir, the point is that somebody wanted to do, somebody went to university to do HR management. Why is the person doing HR management? Is it because he doesn't know how to manage people? Everybody who goes to, to do HR management, they know how to manage, manage people. Sometimes, there is need for us to go out there and acquire more knowledge to be able to do our job very, very well. So, when we are talking about taking care of yourself, we are talking about nurturing your soul, there are steps, strategies that are present in the Bible to guide us on how to nurture and navigate through life challenges while we are waiting for God to intervene in our situation there are things that we have to do ourselves and one of those things is forgiveness and today we are discussing analyzing the issue we have to when we are coming to the place of analysis we have to be ready to tell ourselves the truth. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We have to be ready to tell ourselves the truth. If you want to heal, and you want to move on, and you want to enjoy your life, there is need to tell yourself the truth. Don't let anybody rub your, your head. Don't let your body, anybody guilt trip the person who offended you. Don't play the, the blame game. And don't play the guilty game. Don't guilt trip yourself. Don't let anybody guilt trip you. Coming to a place of analysis, self-examination. That is the word that the Bible used. Self-examination. After you have grieved, after you have managed to forgive. As a matter of fact, forgiveness is not complete until we are able to do self-examination. Let's go to the book of Luke chapter 21. There are a lot of Bible passages that I can read for you where the Bible told us to examine ourselves. A lot of it. But I'm, today I'm going to read just the book of Luke chapter 21 because I have so much to talk about in one episode. Luke 21 from verse 34. And take it to yourself. Take it to yourself means examine thyself. 
lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surveying and drunkenness. You see, there are some things we do when we are overwhelmed. When our heart is overwhelmed, being overcharged means you are overwhelmed. Take it to yourself that when your heart is overwhelmed, you don't go into drunkenness. You don't go into doing things that will hurt yourself. And cares of life, when you are being bombarded with the cares of life, and so that day come upon you unawares, the day of sorrow, the day of pain, the day of judgment, the day of reparations. When we don't examine ourselves, we can find ourselves in problems that we were not aware of. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole head. Watch ye therefore, and pray always, that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. The point here is that when we are talking about healing our soul, we are talking about taking care of ourselves. One of the main things that Christ came to do on earth is to make sure that people have the best soul. People go back to the original state of their soul. You see, when you were born as a child, you were so innocent that when our friends offend us right now, and we are angry, we isolate ourselves and we see them playing with other kids. Nobody tells us to forgive. We just go and we have forgotten what they did. In the next few minutes, we'll still fight. We'll still fight. We hit ourselves and then in the next minute, we'll forgive ourselves. We fight, we forgive. We fight, we forgive. There are things that we do to ourselves when we're kids. We cheat ourselves. We take our meat. Say your parent gave you a meat and your friend came and eat your meat. You get angry. At the end of the day, you still want to play with a person because the heart of a child, the, the, the slate of the soul, the cognitive template is clean. There is nothing like bitterness, anger, rage, unforgiveness in the heart of a child. It is when the child gets to a stage and he or she constantly experiences that thing, maybe an abuse from the parent, and it gets to that stage, so maybe the, the teenage age, and that is when people now begin to form the habit. It is teenage years at the time that we form most of the habit that we exhibit today. Many people who are bitter against others they form that attitude of bitterness in their teenage years based on what they experienced. That is the fact. At a teenage level, if a child experienced love, experienced attention from the both parents, when a child experienced love from a both parent, such children tend to have more emotional intelligence. So now, when we are talking about examining ourselves, analyzing the situation, this guy who betrayed me, 
this guy who broke my heart was it my fault you are not you are not coming to blame yourself we are not coming to a place of analysis which is very important for us to do was it my fault was it his fault you sit down and tell yourself the truth now let me cite this example i love to use myself as an example because i think it will resonate better there is a tribe in my country when i was working in the hospital as a medical laboratory attendant when you go to check their blood you want to test them and you discover the sickness and the doctor comes and prescribe a drug the young man who is sick on the bed is asking the doctor would this drug help me if the doctor say oh yeah 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 i think so he's not going to allow you to put that injection in his body and he will never take the drug but when the doctor says yes 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 the drug works he ask you so have you used it on somebody before say yes 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 as a matter of fact this same thing that happened to you happened to me and it's this same drug i used you now say oh, wow okay oh, yeah give me fast give me fast so it got to a point that when they bring such people there was one they brought a snake bite him and they were trying to give him they were trying to give him the injection he kept screaming he kept screaming will this injection work will it work the doctor said yes 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 it's going to work it worked for me snake bite me before i use the same thing because now we have identified this group of people so whenever they come sometimes we have to lie just to allow them not to kill themselves so when you share your personal experience i have noticed that it works a lot of it works a lot of wonders it helps people to understand that oh you are not just talking because you read it in a book somebody told me now most of you counselors you just go and be reading books you be reading note for us you don't even understand what we are going through my sister my brother we have been through it and i'm not reading any book i'm not reading any note as a matter of fact most time i just write some few points down and i talk based on how the holy spirit leads me because we have to talk so the first relationship i had that i can say was an amazing relationship it i think almost after 2 years a lot of things happened as at that time i can say we loved each other also based on my own belief everybody knew us in the church we don't go to church alone we do we usually come to church together and if i'm not in the church she's uncomfortable until i get to the church then she's happy so everything was so obvious that we were dating in the church a lot of people a lot of other young people were aware of our relationship and it was amazing until things began to happen 
then we eventually broke up and that was what i can say that was my first love so we eventually broke up so when we broke up a lot of things happened that caused the breakup family issue and all that and that was not my first relationship so i wanted to hate her because i felt that she betrayed me and then she lied to me and all that so i wanted to hate her i wanted to i don't want to talk to her i don't want to ever see her and all that i was so angry but after a lot of analysis i realized that i was majorly at fault i'm telling you this for the first i've never said it anyway i was majorly at fault you know why i was attention seeking i was too emotional in the relationship i always want to be with her you know as at that time i've never fallen in love before i've never really fall, fell in love so i actually fell in love that is why i always say don't fall in love stand in love so when i love i love very very hard as at that time i don't use my head to love i carry my soul my heart my intestine everything enter the love matter so every little thing pisses me off when she doesn't give attention i get angry i try my best to get that attention i had a need to always be with her i want to be at her workplace i want to, not to monitor her just showing care just showing love everything she asks i give everything she asks i do i just want to be there if she has a, she has a bad dream even at midnight instead of me to pray for her on phone how we look for taxi at that midnight and go to her house to go and pray for her because i always want to see her so after we broke up it was very hard for me it was for years it was very hard for me then in my analysis i realized that i was choking her with attention and she needed a freedom so every other thing that happened that contributed to the breakup were just circumstances that if i were to do the relationship where without choking her with attention without making her feel like i don't trust her maybe we would have dealt with those other issues maturely that was my analysis so after i came to the conclusion of my personal examination i had no other option than to forgive her and accept my fault and move on so it was easy for me then to move forward with my life because of that self examination so when betrayer comes when disappointment comes when we get disappointed by the people that we care so much about after you have grieved after you have forgiven the process of complete forgiveness also requires self examination what did i do wrong in this relationship that brought about this bad result you have to be ready to tell yourself that truth 
Was I too impatient? Was I very demanding? Was I too attention-seeking? Am I the kind of person who is very jealous and find it difficult to trust my partner because of my past experiences? Am I the cause of the problem because I want to enjoy myself? Am I having my own time but I find it difficult for them to let them have their own time? Am I selfish with money? Am I self-centered? Did I give a signal that I only wanted my own need to be fulfilled in that relationship? Every time I am the one demanding things, every time I am the one demanding things. And I want to say this to women. In a relationship, when you always feel the need to monitor the guy, you always feel the need to call him, to find out where he is, you are always very angry, you want to stand chest to chest with him when you have argument, you always want to defend yourself, you are always in a self-defense mode, it puts people off. It puts people off. So, these are some of this self-examination we must do. You say, oh, pastor, you don't understand. That is, that is me. That is how I am wired. The fact that you were wired in some way doesn't mean that it is right. There are some things, some ways we think we were wired that were not wired that way. It's just circumstances that changed us. It is just the experiences we had in the past that changed us. It is those bad experiences, maybe from our parents, from our environment, from our loved ones, from people who professed love to us before that has taught us to be self-defensive in all our reactions. You are always in the mood to fight. You are always in a tiger mood. You are always in a tigress mood. You don't even give room for explanation. And at some point, people get choked and they just want to be free. They just want to be free. They want to be free from you. And there are times that our analysis will turn out positive. Yes, I did everything right. I was moderate in my reaction. I was matured. I was understanding. I was considerate. I did my best, but this person just did not go with me. So when you come out with that positive analysis of yourself, it helps you to move on. Because sometimes when things happen, we start blaming ourselves. We say, oh, it's my fault, it's my fault. That is not what I'm talking about here. Sometimes your analysis, your examination of the situation that caused the betrayer will turn out positive for you that you as a matter of fact you did your best the people were not just into you that will give you some sort of closure and it will help you to advance it will help you to move on in your life do you know that a woman can stay with a man for 27 years for 30 years without putting a heart into that relationship 
do you know a man can stay with a woman for more than 10 years without putting his attention his heart into that relationship and that behavior there is no way you can hide it people will discover they will know you are always comparing them to your past relationship they will know that you are only interested in what benefits you if the decision does not benefit you you are not ready and because of that people love to be free and when they tell you that they are going you get angry you start cursing you start some will even go to juju to go and do juju against the person if anybody breaks up with you and the next thing you are thinking about is how to harm them then you were not in love with them in the first place so when you love something when you love someone you release them if they want to go if it is meant for you no matter how they struggle they will find their way back to you that's the principle of god if it is not meant for you they will go and you see there is nothing that gives you more peace in life than letting go of what is not for you because when you keep what is not for you it will kill you you can't say you love someone then when you are angry the first thing you are going to do is take a knife and they have to start defending themselves they have to find a way of collecting the knife from you because you are still dealing with the anger of your past relationship if you with a knife at somebody the, the next thing they are afraid of their life they will forgive you but in their subconscious mind they are thinking about how to protect themselves and they will look for the best way to escape from you young man you can't claim you love a woman and you are beating her every day small thing you have given her a slap that is not love there is something in you that is making you bitter against women that is that is making you to beat her any small thing you have given her a slap she will eventually leave you so these are the self examination that we need to do did i pray there are times that we've made decisions that we didn't pray very well about as a christian you have to pray marriage is something that you have to spend time to pray about because if you make a mistake you are done you are done you can only pray for god to free you so there are time we need to tell ourselves the truth not judging ourselves you are not doing it from the place of judgment you are doing it from the place of progress as you are doing that self examination your mindset is on progress i want to move forward but i need to know the truth for myself so that i can let go of all the bags of load that is holding me down it helps us to move forward without making the same mistake there are many people in the world today who keep making the same mistakes and they expect the same, they, they expect a different result it doesn't work because we don't analyze we use our emotions to get into the new relationship some goes into rebound relationship some jump into the next available relationship just to feel some you get somebody who feed their pity pity parties and feed their egos and they go and make the same mistake in that same relationship you are not supportive 
You're not supportive. Every idea, you shut it down. You are not considerate. Whatever you want is what you want. You don't even look, you don't even analyze what is on ground. You don't think about the needs. You don't think about what is important. When you want something and you are not getting it, your mood changes. Nobody will be comfortable in that environment. It's a very toxic environment. So, when you don't, you want something, you don't have a gentle way of requesting, you fight. Imagine you come to a man who, who claims to love you and you need something. Let's say you want your school fees paid and you he has not married you. You guys are still dating. You needed him to help you. It's not a responsibility to take care of you. It's not his responsibility. So if some men choose to take care of a woman because they are dating, it's a matter of choice. And you got to appreciate whatever it is that they do for you. You become his responsibility after he has taken you away from your parents, after he has married you. As for the time you were single, you are still your parents' responsibilities. It is not his fault that your parent is not there. So if a man chooses to help, you appreciate. You don't make angry demands. So let's say you came, see that, boo, baby, I, I need help with my school fees. And he tells you, I don't have money right now, but I will see what I can do. And your response is, that is what you always say. Me, I already know you are not going to give me. So if you already know he's not going to give you, why did you ask? Psychologically, what you are doing is you are trying to manipulate the mind of the person. And there are people who will not respond well to that kind of reaction. There is a better way to ask. So that, baby, boo, I need help. You see, right now, I'm not able to pay my school fees. And I really wish that you help me out. I know you don't have money right now. But I am praying that my God will bless you. My God will bless you. And doors will open for you. I know you love me. I love you too. And I'm praying that God will raise help for the both of us. There is a way you ask your man, your woman something. That they will run, they will run upside down to get it for you. Because you are subtle, you are considerate, your tone of voice is not aggressive. Your voice is love-provoking. They will do everything to make you happy. But if you come from the place of attack, I need this bag. Well, I know you are not going to get it for me. But you must get it for me. That's where the problem is. So there is need for us to really sit down and analyze things. Where did I go wrong? What are the things I'm not doing very well? What are the things I am overdoing? He has not married you. Why do you keep giving him sex? Because many women think that oh, sex is going to keep him. Sex never keep a man. Sex never keep, keep a man. So you have to be able to tell yourself the truth. Okay, then in the process of the analysis, you realize where the problem came from 
The purpose of this analysis is not to go and get them back. The purpose is to prepare yourself for the next relationship, for the next friendship, for the next place you are going so that you don't make the same mistake in that place. I know we cannot be perfect, but we can at least try. This is the third step you have to take in dealing with the emotion of betrayal. The disciple had to analyze all this. They analyzed the situation surrounding Judas Iscariot, the betrayer of the master, and then their concluding result was that yes, it was the will of God for this to happen. So we don't have to waste our time blaming Judas, condemning ourselves, oh, we didn't do much, we, did, we didn't do enough. Let us ordain a new replacement for Judas Iscariot so that the 12 will not just be 11. And then they chose Matthias, anointed him to replace Judas Iscariot. By that, they were also fulfilling the prophecy. And then the 12 was complete and the work was done. Thomas, who was a very doubting one, was the one who brought the gospel to Asia, to India especially. Because they were able to analyze the cause of their problem and then they move fast away from the problem. After my personal analysis, doesn't mean, mean that after that relationship I didn't make further mistakes because mistakes are part of humans. But the reason why God allows us to make them is so that we can learn new lessons. So I made other mistakes. I made other mistakes. So and most of what I do is I sit down in my office. When I'm experiencing challenges in any area of my life, I sit down in my long time examine the issue what did I did right what did I did wrong and what did I overdo and what did I underdo I tell myself the truth and with that I'm able to create a new plan for myself to move on without fear or favoritism it's my prayer that every process we need to go through to heal the Holy Spirit will help us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ this message is not to cast blame on any group of people it is just the plain truth of the word of God there is need for us to examine it even between our friends we need to use the same system examine that friendship properly and God will help us in Jesus' name. I bless you with the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Isaac, and the blessing of Israel. I pray that the Lord will heal us in every area of our head. In Jesus' mighty name. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's message. Please share with your family and friends. Follow me on Instagram at at underscore events. I'm also on TikTok at at underscore events. I'm on YouTube at at events missions. See you in the next episode.